0: Today, we are broadcasting from Nipaluna, Lutrawita. We pay our respects to the traditional custodians of this land and elders past, present, and emerging. We extend our respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal, and Torres Strait Islander people joining us this morning.
1: For a feel good start to another day, this is Triple M Breakfast. Triple M-
0: Podcast intro. We had a massive show, rare.
2: Massive show. What a great show! I had a lot of fun today, Jude.
0: I had lots of fun too, and let me tell you, it was a massive Tassie trivia today. Oh, Megan from Risdon Vale <laughs> was back for five hundred dollars cash to find out what happens there. You need to stick around.
2: Huge, so exciting.
0: We spoke with Ollie Dove, who was our thirty minutes of fame recipient for this. Half hour.
2: Ollie was great. How interesting is she? What a cool chick!
0: Yeah, brilliant. And we talked to the toy run organizer Peter Dixon, who's organising a massive toy run for motorbikes down the Brooker Avenue. Here's what you missed. L I tell you what. Even though it was supposedly 17 degrees yesterday, I actually went for a run for the first time did since you? running the mountain. Yeah, only did five and a half k. Only. Which is
2: that's good, Chief. No,
0: but I hadn't been for 10 days. so hadn't been since I'd yeah, been up the mountain. Yeah, that's
2: good just getting back into it. No,
0: I'm I'm crooked today oh, really? than I was when I ran up the mountain. I don't know what's happened to well, me.
2: I think it's the training. I think no. that it proves that doing it consistently is going to have more benefit than doing one really big one every now and then.
0: Well, I did eat for Australia at the Bush Fest. That is true. <laughs> crack up there. Uh, no, I feel, I feel crooker than I... Did after the mountain, like honestly, Just I feel Sora. Yep. yeah. Yeah, you've got saw. those
2: DOMs delayed onset muscle know, soreness.
0: No, because it happened as it, w- it wasn't, wasn't delayed, delayed. <laughs> it was OMS, <laughs> <laughs> it was OMS without the D. Uh, I was running around the Queen's Domain, yeah, because that's sort of where I go now. So go to place, and I'm running one way, and I'm I feel I still feel fit, like yeah. I still feel fitter than I have done for a long time.
2: Yeah, I don't think you can lose your fitness in 10 days, can you?
0: Oh. I don't feel as fit as I did before the big run, but anyway, I'm running and I'm breathing a bit heavy and see some people that are walking. Don't run in. I hate running when people can see you. So other people are. I basically went in the lunch hour.
2: Oh, okay. I'm like, how are you ever going to avoid that running in public? Do you
0: just a treadmill? No, lunch hour is pretty popular running around Hobart. Interesting. Anyway, I'm running around there and I look up. There's this guy running towards me and I'm like, okay normally give the old
3: mm-hmm. like two a finger wave. Little
0: wave. It's my cousin. <laughs> I haven't seen in ages. Just <laughs> a classic Tasmanian story.
4: <laughs> it's triple L breakfast.
0: Tessa Randello from the Triple N Newsroom is here. Good morning, Tessa. Good morning. What is making news?
5: So the Tasmanian harness racing investigation that has been going for ages. It's going to remain a secret for now. So the former New South Wales Um, head of racing, Ray Murrahi, has been running this independent investigation. So after allegations of race fixing and some animal welfare concerns, specifically in the harness racing industry, um, he has handed that report to the government now. He was picked in April last... I think it was April last year to do this report. But the um, racing minister says that the government will now consider all of the recommendations and then they will make the report public.
0: So... They are going to make a report on the report
5: or are they... Like, what... I'm not really Why sure. Why can't we see
0: this report just straight up for what it is? I
2: feel like potentially because the community would expect answers. They'd be like, you know what, government, what are you going to do about this, 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 this and this? So yeah. if they don't release okay. it yet, then they then get to decide what they're going to be doing about it before they re- I suppose. Yeah, I
5: think it's a little bit like what they do in Parliament where you table a report but it's not made public just yet because then the government has like some time to respond oh, to geez. it. So I think yeah. as much as it sounds like, you know, like they're being really cagey, but hopefully we get it pretty quickly and, and they would the government would have an idea of what might come up yeah. and so might already potentially have some draft ideas ready to go.
0: Felix Ellis is the Racing Minister. Mm-hmm. He will be the one who needs to, I guess, release this report, assess the report to be able to release it and then come up, like you said, Rhea, with the answers for what the recommendations are.
5: Yeah, how they're going to act on them. Yeah, so it's 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 just one of those reports that's been going for a really long time. Mm. It's really important at the time some really shocking allegations came out and that's kind of what sparked everything yeah. um, to get going. But it's, it's a good thing that they got an, invent- an investigation. Yeah,
2: it's interesting to me that they've got someone from the racing industry to do this, and I don't know if that's a positive thing or a negative thing.
5: very well respected yeah. and has done these kind of reports before. So it does seem like they did get the,
2: the right, person. right person.
5: Yeah, yeah he
0: did say, uh, Ray Murray, he did say that the report took a lot longer because there was a lot more... Um, people coming forward to explain Mm -hmm. what is happening in that industry so it was about team driving race fixing and welfare animal welfare yeah they
5: were kind of the big three um there were some specific allegations in there as well joe won't air because they're allegations of course um but yeah very specific ones so they've had to look into all of those specific allegations and see how it all goes
4: well
0: it'll be interesting to see what the government has to say about the uh, ray murray's report and the recommendations that he has made in that report let's get to some good news tessa
5: a Tassie scientist has hatched 21 eggs of the red handfish. This is the critically endangered marine species. There's only a hundred of them remaining in the wild. And this is only the second time that they've been able to be bred in captivity.
0: I did see this. That's uh, great news. It's absolutely amazing. Mm. And how many did that did they release how many eggs that they've been able they to? They hatched
5: 21 eggs. So that's 20% of their population. 20% increase. <laughs> yeah.
0: I tell you what, if there's a 20% increase in humans, we're in real trouble. <laughs> Tessa, that is great news. That is sensational for our handfish here in Tasmania, as we know, a species that's on the brink of extinction. Tim Smith is the event director of the school's triathlon challenge. He joins us now to talk us through what's happening across southern Tasmania this morning. Good morning, Tim. Good morning. How are
6: you going, guys?
0: Oh, look, we are flying. i tell you what, Tim, you must be one of the busiest men in Australia. You've gone from the point-to-pinnacle organiser to organising the Schools Triathlon
6: Challenge. How have you fit it all in? Uh, I don't know. It sort of just all happens and then I'm finished again. So <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's yeah, it is very, very busy. So
0: the Schools Challenge is today at Bell Reve. Tell us what you've got going on, Tim.
6: Um, so, we've got all the secondary school students today from grade 7 to 12, and there's about 650 secondary school students today. Um, and then tomorrow, we have all the primary school students, and uh, there's about 3,000 of them from grade 3 to 6. So, tomorrow's a huge day. Today's a bit of a taster. How did you get into this, Tim? Uh, I used to compete in triathlons, and um, I, I raced around um, some of the national series for a little while and as an age group athlete. and. I looked at the scale of the event and I thought, I'm also a PE teacher, so, you know, wanting to get kids active and um, learning to love a physical lifestyle, so I thought, wouldn't it be great to have a big, massive scale event where the kids were the superstars rather than going along to an event with their parents and um, and sort of being the sideshow, so the kids get to come here and it's got that huge scale event feel and, and they get to be cheered by thousands of people, so... Um, it works really, really well. The six hundred and fifty
0: odd secondary school students, what have they got in front of them today, Tim?
6: Um, so uh, the swim legs start around about two hundred metres, um, and then they've got a sort of a six and a half k ride um, and a k and a half run, and the distances build up as the grades go up. So um, yeah, the the longest ones are around about a three hundred metre swim, ten um, k ride, and a three k run.
2: Oh, pretty big. Can people come watch, Tim?
6: Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's lots and lots of people down here. I think tomorrow there's around about 5,000 people down here, including parents and teachers and support staff and officials and all of that. And today we'll probably have about 1,500 down here. So it's definitely a big couple of days.
0: Oh, massive, Tim, and, and a brilliant challenge for some of our schools. So are they schools just from all across southern Tasmania or are they specifically to the eastern? sure, what's happening there, Tim?
6: Um, it covers all the schools uh, pretty much. I think statewide there's about 165 schools involved, which is a huge percentage of schools. Um, and uh, we had Devonport last week, so there was 2,500 kids across the two days up there, and uh, that was all the northern and um, sort of northwest schools. Had had Queenstown, uh, Mountain Heights come down as well. And, and then today we've got all the southern schools and... Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it does, it covers the whole state and um, it's, the, the whole idea behind the event is to get kids physically active and moving and, and enjoying a day out with their friends and, and not so focused on um, competition and getting a medal. They get a finisher's hat and the the whole thing is about trying to complete something that you didn't think you could do and walking away and feeling like you can probably take on other things as well, so... I can, the message.
0: I can absolutely speak to that given an event you run last Sunday, Tim. It's exactly like that. But for kids, this is instilling an amazing amount of confidence. Where can people go to watch, Tim?
6: Um, so we're down here at uh, Bell Reef Park near the fish shop and sort of between Blunston Arena and the water. So, um, yeah, we're covering the whole parkland and uh, we'll be down here for two days.
0: Love it. Tim Smith, the event director of the Schools Triathlon Challenge. Thanks so much for joining us on Triple M. Have a great couple of days. Great, thanks. Thanks for having me.
4: It's Triple M Breakfast.
0: It is your time to shine Hobart with Triple M's 30 Minutes of Fame. All you need to do is head along to triplem.com.au and upload a 90-second video of yourself showcasing your talents. The most impressive entries will join us here on Triple M Breakfast to share your 30 Minutes of Fame. One of our 30 Minutes of Fame recipients is Ollie Dove. Good morning, Ollie.
3: Good morning. Thanks for having me in today.
0: It's great to have you here. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
3: Oh, well, originally I'm from the UK, but I actually moved to Hobart back in 2019. I got in just before COVID. I feel very lucky to have been here. And I came over to study a PhD in the behaviour of seabirds. And then alongside the PhD, I've got a sort of few lives going on at the same time. So I've got the seabirds, but I'm also involved in science communication. I'm on a radio podcast show called That's What I Call Science. And then Alongside that, which is actually how I first originally met you and found out that you existed, was the world of footy. So I play (laughs) for the Kingborough Tigers now. I did a few seasons with the University Bows, and I've just done my first season in Div 1, which was very exciting. And then alongside that, I also write books. So that's sort of... Me in a nutshell, I guess.
0: See, I'm learning stuff about you too, Ollie. I've obviously (laughs) known you a little while through your footy connections and through That's What I'll Call Science. And you're massively active in the community. I had no idea that you write books. What sort of books do you write?
3: Novels. None are published yet. It's a goal for 2024 to start self-publishing. But I've written three fantasy novels and I'm currently writing a fiction novel. Just
0: for fun. (laughs) This just blows my mind, Ollie Dove. Ollie, stick around. We're going to learn a little bit more about your podcast, which you're very passionate about, and, of course, science here in Tasmania. Ollie Dove, our thirty minutes of fame recipient for today. One lucky star winning an ultimate exclusive VIP experience thanks to the Tasman, a luxury collection hotel in Hobart, plus the White Sage Skin and Wellness Package, Holistic Skin Clinic providing experiences and real results. Now, you've been in the news actually, Ollie. Tell me why.
3: Well, it's been less that I've been in the news but fortunate that I've been representing that's what I call science being in the news. So that's what I call science has been going since 2019. I joined the team in 2020 and I think it was one of the best decisions I made in my life in Hobart. But we passed our 200th episode this year and not just that but we actually won a Eureka Prize by the Australian Museum. So it's a national science and science communication set of prizes and to have been recognized on a national stage amongst, we. I mean we're, we're a volunteer team, we're running it off our our own backs. It takes a lot of passion, a lot of hard work, and to be recognised amongst big organisation and big names like that was just a huge win. And then last week, Hobart Mayor Anna Reynolds actually put on a town hall reception for us to celebrate, which was so wonderful of her. And to be there in the room with the whole team and the alumni members, as well as long term supporters of the show and friends of the show was just wonderful.
0: Yeah, i got an invite to come along and celebrate with you. That's what I call science. Really is about science communication, isn't it? Definitely.
3: Mm-hmm. Definitely. And what we do is each week we interview a different STEM, so that's science, technology, engineering, maths or medicine, researcher, professional or student here in Tassie to celebrate the work that's being done in Luchweda, Tasmania. And we've actually just formed a not-for-profit as well, which we announced last week called STEM Communicators Australia Limited to expand what we're able to do in communicating science and STEM with the public.
0: Why is this so important, Ollie?
3: Oh, I think in recent years, we've seen a massive trend in just dis- trust and not wanting to hear what scientists have to say, because there's so much false information and misinformation that's being shared and being told to people. And so we wanted to be able to connect the scientists and the researchers directly with the public and give them a chance to be able to share their work without any of the jargon, without any of the nonsense that you get in the fancy academic journals, but also so that the public can see the scientist and the researcher behind the work and that they're not just someone in a lab coat, but they are actually a human with a story to tell
0: it was really eye-opening for me to see the team that gets behind that's what i call science it really is a great podcast where can people listen
3: well, you can check us out at thatscience.org, or we're available on all your regular podcast streaming services. We're also hosted by Edge Radio, Hobart's youth community station, and we're on the community radio network. So there's approximately 15 stations that play us across Australia at the moment, and, and we're looking to expand that next year.
0: It's great to have you here, Ollie Dove. It's amazing to hear what you've been doing in your time here. You came out to study your PhD, studying birds mm-hmm. and wildlife. How have you found that?
3: I loved it so much. Well, I love the birds and the working with the penguins and the shearwaters and the field work with academia I find it quite difficult because there's a lot of problems and I could probably talk for hours and hours <laughs> on how we could work to address them but having that's what I call science has helped keep me motivated in my studies because in ecology you don't often have much output for your work compared to some other sciences and in academia it's all about papers who's got the papers that's how you prove you're a good scientist and I just haven't had that and to have that's what I call science and be able to help the community by sharing science in another way gives me a lot of pride and satisfaction that I don't always get in the PhD.
0: You're so well spoken, Ollie. You're an absolute <laughs> demon on the footy field too. I love watching <laughs> the way you go about it. Ollie Dove is our 30 minutes of fame recipient today. You can get involved as well at triplem.com.au. Just upload a video of yourself and the most impressive entries can be like Ollie Dove and joining us here live on Triple M Breakfast.
4: It's fun triple-
0: Ollie Dove is our Triple M 30 Minutes of Fame recipient for today. She's a educator. She's a student. She's a PhD. What do you call yourself? A I p- say
3: PhD candidate. candidate. Technically, student is correct as well, but it's a fine line. We're paid, but we're paid below the poverty line, but we contribute <laughs> over 50% of the countries, papers and research. So it's sort of, it's a mixture, but candidate works.
0: Candidate. You are, of course, the host of That's What I Call Science, an award-winning science podcast. Almost the Oscars, yeah?
3: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's nicknamed the Oscars of Science. There
0: you go. And you've recently won with your team. Tell us more about the team.
3: At the moment, we've got 13 team members and we have six alumni as well. So over the years, we've had a range of people involved. The whole point of that's why, I science is to share STEM and science with the public, but it's also to sort of be a training scheme in itself. So we want people often we have PhD candidates join the team, but we also have undergrads and people that come in from media and we want to train them up in their communication skills and their confidence to talk about their work and to interview others, because Imposter syndrome is pretty rife throughout STEM and the sciences and being able to give people a chance to see, no, you are an expert and you also have the skills to talk to experts really means a lot. One of the co-founders, Dr. Neve Chapman, stepped down last year and myself, Anna Abella, Dr. Kate Johnson stepped up as co-managers and we've been leading the team and we did a big recruitment to try and get the different avenues of STEM involved and I'm so proud of working with Anna and Kate because setting up a not-for-profit in your spare time on the side of a podcast, on the side of you know all the other things that are going on in life is not easy. Being able to work with the two of them over the past year and a half to achieve that goal means a lot.
0: It sounds like this is a project that's been purely fueled on passion. Mm -hmm. So what are your passions, Duff?
3: Oh, My passions are making things better for the next person than it was for me, I guess, overall. You want the people that are coming behind you to not deal with the same things that you've dealt with. As much as I love public speaking and being on the mic, I am riddled with anxiety. And having to work through that and be able to build up confidence in myself and I can see it in others that are coming through as well and just wanting to help them and this is going beyond just science it also applies to helping maybe younger footballers and I don't think I can sum it up better than wanting things to be better for the next person because I mean, I touched on it, that academia is not the most wholesome of environments at all times. And a lot of that is because there's such a cyclical nature to students coming in and out and things don't really change because everyone's just trying to sprint to keep up with what they have to get done that day. So no one's able to take a moment to pause and be like, things can be better. But when you're working in a show, in a team, like that's what I call science, we get together and we hear that the things that are happening in my faculty are also happening in physics are also happening in IT and you realize that some of the problems are so universal and that we can actually be the change that helps future generations.
0: I don't think I can say anything after that. You're (laughs) so succinct and I just love that and I think that's a philosophy that a lot of people miss is I need to make it better for the next person Mm -hmm. and that is the act of giving and I've said it many times at various different places that we don't get anywhere individually. We don't get anywhere as a group without support. Mm-hmm. And that support has to start internally.
3: Yeah, that is such a good way to phrase it. You can't support someone else or accept their support if you're not also doing it within yourself.
0: I love it, Ollie. Well, it's been a pleasure having you here. We're going to wrap up in just a moment. We're celebrating Triple M's 30 Minutes of Fame thanks to the Tasman a Luxury Collection Hotel here in Hobart. Triple- Ollie Dove is our 30 Minutes of Fame recipient for this half an hour. Ollie, our time has come to an end. Can you believe how quickly that's gone?
3: I can't. That's just flown by. Did you have a good time? I did have a great time, thank What's you.
0: What's the last message that you want Hobart to know before you go?
3: I want Hobart to know that it is filled with fantastic STEM and science researchers and people that are working. And it doesn't. you don't have to be a researcher to be a scientist either. So if you ever see something called Citizen Science Project advertised or community science I would recommend checking it out because anyone out there can be a scientist as I said you don't just have to be in a lab coat in a fancy building you can get involved too
0: Ollie Dove it's been a pleasure getting to know you a little bit better during these 30 minutes of fame thanks so much for coming in
3: thank you so much for having me
0: you can get involved too at triple m.com.au it's triple This weekend there is a very special event happening that starts at My State Bank Arena It is the Motorcycle Riders Association Toy Run In fact it is the 44th time that this has happened To talk us through exactly what that means is Peter Dixon from the MRA Toy Run Good morning Peter Good morning Chiefs, good to be here It is great to have you here Tell us what the Toy Run is all about
1: well, uh, it's a long-standing tradition. We've been going for 44 years. It's a chance for every year for um, the motorcycling community to get together and provide a bit of assistance to people who aren't really in a position to give themselves assistance over the Christmas period. Um, we have a partnership with um, the Salvation Army Christmas Appeal and they, over the last six years um, we've, uh, we've uh, put together over a quarter of a million of donations of toys, non-perishable food, books, cash, all sorts of things to be distributed out to families that need it most.
0: And it really is a sight to see. I remember last year hearing the motorcycles come down the Brooker
1: Highway from my place in North Hobart.
2: Yeah, not just a sight to see, a sight to hear. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um,
0: How did it all start?
1: It started a long time before I was involved in it. I've been in it for about uh, 10 years. I participated in it before, um, before I thought I'd get my hands dirty and get into it um it's been going for back when it started it was uh a group of riders back in the back in the 80s motorcyclists didn't have the best rap mm-hmm. um publicly so they thought well we're not old bad guys uh what we'll do is we'll uh get some toys together and we'll go down to the kids ward of the royal so that every year they go down they park out on i think it was liverpool street back then right in the middle of town um over the years that Got, as it got bigger and bigger, the impact on uh, the local businesses around the place, that wasn't quite feasible, so we moved moved a bit further out down to Salamanca, um, where we arrived down at Parliament Lawns, and that's uh, that's been uh, our home ever since. Um, a couple of years recently, we haven't been able to get down there due to other bookings getting in the way, but the, that's that's the spiritual home anyway.
0: Of course, and you'll start at My State Bank Arena. How many motorcycles have you got signed up, and can people still sign up today?
1: Uh, we don't have a um. Uh, we we have a no registration policy. So oh great! So if you want to participate, your bike needs to be registered. But you you don't only need to register yourself. You just rock up at my state. We have a riders briefing there where all the safety information is read out to all the participants. Um, we have a strict speed limit of sixty kilometres an hour the whole way in. Um, we've got uh, all sorts of rules about just how to behave. Because we want to keep everyone safe
2: yeah how many um, people do you think will take part?
1: We usually expect um, over the years it's fluctuated quite a lot from back when it was a few hundred people when it first started to I think it peaked at about seven or eight thousand wow. about five four of five or six years ago um, these days we expect fifteen hundred to two thousand um, attendees on one thousand to fifteen hundred bikes
0: so they can just turn up at my State bank arena in the car park yep anytime time?
1: anytime between 12 and 2:30 p.m. at 2:30 is when we start going the police uh the police shut the roads down for us um about 5 minutes prior uh, so anyone who's planning on coming make sure you're here before make sure you're there before 2 if you're making planning a journey into Hobart plan to avoid 2 p.m. through to 4 p.m. for your journey um, and, you know, if you, if you are stuck in it, we appreciate your patience.
0: And, of course, it all is for a good cause to help families out there that may not be able to help themselves around Christmas time. Peter Dixon from the Toy Run. We're re- I'm really excited to take the kids down to the Brooker Highway to give them a look at all the motorbikes going past. Thanks so much for joining us. And, and if people do want to give uh, donations, how do they do that?
1: There are a couple of collection points now. So the Brooker Highway, as you said, um, everyone's got their favourite spot. Um, we have got an additional collection point. We have a collection point set up at My State. We have a collection point set up at uh, End Location near Macquarie Point. Um, this year we're setting up an intermediate collection point um, just uh, near Queen's Walk, um, near um, near Stainforth Court there, um, just so people have a chance to donate things so they don't have to rush in. Uh, the My State Arena gets car park gets full of motorcycles there's no room for cars so if people have to wanted to donate things there they have to walk in from miles away so um uh yeah we're setting up an additional collection point there um salvation army has published a list of other alternative collection sites for um the toy run um that they're going to put into the christmas appeal and if they um they're making sure they note down that it's toy run as well because yeah
0: Love it. Peter Dixon from the MRA Toy Run happening this Saturday at my State Bank Arena from 2.30. Thanks so much for joining us on Triple M.
1: Thank you very much. Triple
4: M Breakfast.
0: Did you see we've been sent a picture on 0488881073. I love getting your pictures, Hobart, seeing what you're up to this morning. Peter from Ranala has sent a picture in of the morning, uh, sorry, the Huon Bypass.
2: I didn't know this was happening. So, I don't know that I did either, to be honest.
0: Where it's going to basically bypass the main street of Huonville to head towards Signet down past Crowley right. that way. So, instead of having to drive through the main street in Huonville, you can bypass Huonville totally and head off past Flood Road, which will bring you back in line with the Esplanade that runs along the Huon River.
2: Okay. What do, what's is, the. You think it's good?
0: Yeah, I think so. I'd love to know what Huonville residents and those that live down Craddock, Woodstock, uh, Signet Way think because it'll just... And particularly
2: uh, the businesses there too because when they were doing the Perth bypass in Launceston in the north of the state, people were a bit concerned about how that would impact their businesses. I don't think it'll have
0: that big... I don't think it'll upset the apple cart too much. In Mm -hmm. fact, one of the big troublesome intersections are where the Channel Highway meets with the Hewn Highway at the Grand Hotel. I think that's one of the really difficult intersections to turn right out of to come back Mm -hmm. towards the Hewnville Main Street as you're coming up from from Signet. So this will alleviate some safety concerns and I think it'll just decrease the amount of traffic that's flowing through the Humanville, Main Street. What do you think, Hobart? 81073. Looks like it's all happening. Thanks to Peter from Rentalar who sent us the picture in. Love love it when you send us a picture. 04888881073.
2: It's Triple our Breakfast. We have $500 up for grabs in Tassie Trivia. Our
0: carryover champ is, regardless of what happens today, a legend in my book. It's Megan from Rizna Vale. Good morning, Megan. Morning. Look, whatever happens today, Megan, you'll go down as uh, one of the goats with, of course, Jeff from New Norfolk. Uh, how are you feeling? Yep, good. Just She's thinking. chill. She's fine. <laughs> you are one of the more relaxed people I've ever spoken to, Megan. What do you attest that to? Why, why, why are you that way?
6: Oh, I don't know if my kids would say that, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> she gets it
2: all out with the kids so she can be calm yeah. for us. That's it. <laughs> All right, Megan,
0: test your buzzer, please. Megan. You will be taking on, from Kingston, Brad. Good morning, Brad. Good morning. What's happening in your world today,
4: Brad? I'm um, just taking a slow drive up to Bishnow.
0: Oh, oh, nice. Don't mind it, Brad. Which way are you going? Are you going through the Midlands or are you going to take the coast road?
4: No, always take the coast. Yeah, Is good there call. a reason
0: why you always take the coast road, Brad?
4: Well, just that um, that spot just before Swansea is absolutely stunning. Looking at the mm. race now.
0: Ah, yes, rocky hills, magic. You
4: can feel the stress just ease away.
0: Oh, I love it, Brad. I love the East Coast drive. Can you test your buzzer, please, Brad? Brad, beautiful. We've got three questions. If you get two correct, because Megan is.
2: Looser than a wizard's sleeve.
0: Yes, she's, it'll be 500 <laughs> bucks. thanks to Creative's $50,000 First Home Builder's Boost. On now by Creative Homes. Let's get busy. Question number one. A Tasmanian scientist has managed to hatch how many of the critically endangered red handfish? Brad? Is it, Brad?
4: 21.
0: Brad, you're off to a hot start Ooh. there. And you gave the right answer without the multiple choice. I don't mind it. How did you know that, Brad? Um,
4: I think you mentioned in the news.
2: He
0: listens. Nice work, Brad. <laughs> Question number two. What Hobart suburb will you find the shot tower? Is it A South Hobart? Megan. Megan. Taruna. <laughs> oh,
4: my heart is pounding. I love pounding.
0: this. I love it. We're into a tiebreaker. This one is not multiple choice. So buzz in when you know the answer. For
6: $500.
0: <laughs> Spell Rosny.
6: Brad. Megan. R-O-S-N-Y.
4: Megan. R O S N Y. Megan, you've
0: done it! $500 cash is all yours, Megan. Bad wow. luck, Brad.
4: Congratulations, Megan.
0: We love <laughs> it, you. Megan. $500 cash. Do I need to ask the question? Are you coming back tomorrow or are you going to take $500?
6: I think I'm going to take it, but I'm going to take the kids to like Kmart and we're going to pick some toys out for the um, Kmart wishing treat. Oh, stop it. Yeah. Megan,
0: you so I'm are... going
6: to take it and we're going to um, yeah, give some back. That's
0: I amazing. Love it, Megan, I absolutely love it. You are dead set one of the champions of Tassie trivia and one of the champions of Tasmania. Go and spend some time with your kids. Teach them about giving. It's such an important thing to teach your kids. Well done.
2: But. Thank you. As Tubes would say, please.
0: Make sure you treat yourself too, Megan. Yeah, I'm
2: going out for breakfast this morning. I love it. I love it, Megan. (laughs) That
0: is Megan from Resident Vale, a sensational trivia player and a sensational human being. Good on you, Megan. Have a great day. Thank you. And that is what trivia is all about—sensational stuff. Brad from Kingston, bad luck, but Megan's going to do the right thing and go and treat herself and treat someone else as well. I absolutely love that. One of the best trivia's ever.
2: Best ever, and it's all thanks to Creative's fifty thousand dollars first homes builders boost on now by Creative Homes. It'll be back to a hundred bucks tomorrow. If you want to give us a call then to take part, one triple three five three.
4: Triple breakfast.
2: Thank you for listening.
0: Always good to have your company. We love it when you text in 048881073. Text in Cabbage and I'll give you 20 bucks.
2: And a high five.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch you tomorrow.
2: Actually, Liz
0: Hayes is going to be oh, in the studio. Cannot wait to talk to Liz Hayes.
2: Very exciting. I and can
0: remember her from 60 Minutes.
2: Yeah, she's got a book coming out tubes at Dimmicks. So that's why she's in town. Oh, he's, he's being a clock. I thought you were That's just, how it sounded. I thought you were just like looking down on me, like judging no. what I'm doing, like <laughs>
0: <laughs> We'll be back from six. Talk to you tomorrow, it's treat yourself. It's free plug Friday. Oh yeah.
2: It's, it's free fr- plug Friday. Send us through your free plugs. Oh four double eight double eight one oh seven three and we'll catch you from six.
0: Treat yourself.
6: Weekdays on Triple M and anywhere on the
0: listener app. It's Triple
4: M breakfast.